morning, and welcome to the Redeemer's Refuge radio broadcast, brought to you by Redeemer Lutheran Church, One Deer Walk Lane in Charleston, a member congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Redeemer Lutheran Church, help, hope, and home in the body of Christ. The psalmist writes, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Psalm 46.1, this speaks to the hope God gives us amid the struggles of life. When life storms blow around us, our Redeemer, Jesus, gives refuge in the mighty fortress of our God. We pray this broadcast will remind you of that beautiful truth today. mercy and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord our King Jesus the Christ amen let us pray eternal God give us insight to discern your will for us to give up what harms us and to seek the perfection we are promised in Jesus Christ our Lord amen our reading for this third Sunday in Lent is from 1st Corinthians chapter 10 verses 14 through 22 Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. I speak as to sensible people. Judge for yourselves what I say. The cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one bread. Consider the people of Israel. Are not those who eat the sacrifices participants in the altar? What do I imply then? That food offered to idols is anything? Or that an idol is anything? No. I imply that what pagans sacrifice they offer to demons and not to God. I do not want you to be participants with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons. Shall we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? During this Lenten season, we have focused our meditation upon the salutary gift of our Lord's body and blood. The Lord's Supper is a life-giving fruit, giving eternal life to the one who eats it in faith. It is bread from heaven, nourishing and strengthening the new man for his journey toward the heavenly promised land. It is a healing balm and medicine for the soul an extension of Jesus' ministry of healing into the here and now. Today we continue our meditation upon the benefits of the Lord's Supper, focusing our attention on the blessed communion that we enjoy in this holy meal. Luther's communion hymn, O Lord, We Praise Thee, confesses this truth in the third stanza. 
May God bestow on us his grace and favor that we follow Christ our Savior and live together here in love and union, nor despise this blessed communion. O Lord, have mercy. Luther's hymn, along with the scripture readings today, remind us that the Lord's Supper is a communion or participation with Christ and with one another. Hear once again those words of St. Paul, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 16. The cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? The word Paul uses here is koinonia. It is translated in different ways into English. Usually it is translated as fellowship or participation or even communion. St. Paul is teaching the Christians in Corinth, he's teaching you and me, that through the Lord's Supper, we have union and fellowship with the body and blood of Christ. Now the same word is used in the book of Acts where the first Christians are described as devoting themselves steadfastly to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers, Acts 2.42. This tells us quite plainly what it was the early Christians were doing. They were celebrating Holy Communion. They were celebrating the sacrament of the Lord's Supper. What a blessed gift. Through the means of bread and wine, Christians come into contact with the very Son of God himself. You have union with Christ in a way that we do not have anywhere else in this world. For the one who believes the words of Christ, this is a very good thing. Christ, the Holy One of God, shares his holiness with those who commune. This is an especially good thing because in and of ourselves, we are not holy. With repentant hearts, we confess that we are unholy and unclean sinners. By our koinonia, our fellowship with Adam and his unholy nature, we ourselves are made unholy. Our unclean thoughts, words, and actions make us unacceptable in God's sight. Jesus identifies the source of this unholiness when he says in Matthew chapter 15, verse 19, Out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. So it should cause us great joy to hear that we unholy people can share in Christ's holiness through participation in his holy things, namely his body and blood in the sacrament. Here at the altar, he invites us to enjoy a blessed communion with him. But there's another dimension to this idea of communion or fellowship, koinonia. There is another union that takes place in the Lord's Supper. It is, first and foremost, a union of the believer with Christ. But this blessed communion results in another union, that of Christian to Christian. Our readings today also remind us that the Lord's Supper is never merely a, hey, me and Jesus kind of thing. Though we receive the benefits of the Lord's Supper individually, it is never a private matter. When you come to the altar and receive this salutary gift given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins, you are also bound and united to those with whom you commune. St. Paul says as much in the next part of his letter to the Corinthians. He says, Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one bread. We who are many, says Paul, become one 
one body in the Lord's Supper. Since you are united with Christ and through him with one another, it goes without saying that you should be united in your confession of faith and reconciled with one another. Division at the Lord's table is not pleasing to the Lord. And if you claim to be reconciled with Christ, yet continue to hold on to your grudges and anger towards your fellow Christian brothers and sisters, are you not lying to the Lord? So it is necessary that those who commune together are also united, united in faith and doctrine, and that they have no enemies at the Lord's table. Christians should be willing to let go of their grievances with their brothers and sisters, or they run the risk of forfeiting their own forgiveness from Christ, as we learn in the parable of the unforgiving servant. But there's another aspect to the blessed communion with Christ and with one another that our Lord grants in the Lord's Supper that we have yet to speak about. Maybe you can recall the words of the communion liturgy, where we say, Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, and then the congregation replies, Holy, holy, holy. These words remind us that we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses when we are gathered at the Lord's altar. Your departed loved ones who have fallen asleep in Jesus are part of that whole company of heaven. They are among those who have joined the church triumphant and are with Christ. In the Lord's Supper, you have fellowship not only with Christ and with one another, but also with these unseen saints, as the hymn for all the saints confesses. O blessed communion, fellowship divine, we feebly struggle, they in glory shine. What comfort there is in knowing that we have union with our Lord Jesus Christ and with the whole company of heaven. In this blessed communion of Christ's body and blood, our Lord answers a need that all Christians share, the need to have fellowship with God and with one another. This holy communion for us here at Redeemer is truly help, hope, and home in the body of Christ. Nowhere does this happen in such a way as it does at the Lord's altar, where Christians are joined to Christ through his body and blood, and where we, who are many, are made one body with Christ. May we never despise this blessed communion, but in living lives of repentance, rejoice in it. Amen. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Amen. Let us pray. Loving God, as a mother feeds her children at the breast, you feed us in the sacrament with the food and drink of eternal life. Help us who have tasted your goodness to grow in grace within the household of faith. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
Thank you for giving us a brief moment of your day. Our prayer and hope is that the message of the good news of Jesus Christ will have a positive impact for you as we at Redeemer Lutheran Church endeavor to be help, hope, and home in the body of Christ for all whom we meet. We invite you to come and receive the Lord's blessing through word and sacrament as we gather on Sunday mornings at 1045 for our worship service. We're located at 1 Deerwalk Lane, just off the Paula Road exit on Corridor G. You can find us on the web at RedeemerWV.org and on Facebook at Redeemer Lutheran Church WV. Thank you, and may God bless your day.